0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the latest issue of the Blue Sky Fostering podcast. I think it's issue uh, 16 or 17 now, which uh, time flies. Um, Today, we are really lucky to be joined by uh Greg I I want to call you Gregor as in Gregor from um, Game Game of Thrones but I won't call you that anyway you just heard him laugh there I'm I'm joined by a lovely man called Greg who's going to introduce himself properly in a minute Um, but October is the fostering network sons and daughters month um, which is about recognizing the contribution that the sons and daughters of foster carers make to the fostering world as a whole um, they've got different, uh, they've got a competition running, which they have every year, which we'll talk a little bit more about later. Um, but what we thought would be really interesting today is to have a conversation with Greg about what it's like growing up in a fostering family, um, as the son of a, well, as foster carers. So, uh, Greg, could you just, uh, well, I've kind of introduced you slightly, but could you introduce yourselves to everyone?
1: I yeah, to of course. So yeah, my name's Greg. Uh, I'm 26. Um, my parents have been fostering... God, must been, since I was 16. So it's obviously 10 years now. So it's obviously coming to the big 10 now. Um, but yeah, it's been an up, up and down experience. Um, but I am a team leader for a sales team, for sells oil and fuel. Um, but obviously, yeah, I'm obviously here to talk more about the experiences of fostering. Oh,
0: thank you. There's that moment, yeah. isn't it? Because if <laughs> anybody... For, for anyone here... For anybody listening, me and Greg can't see each other, so we're talking. So we're, we're kind of waiting for those moments of I'm going to jump in and, and save him and just let him let him talk. Um so Greg, I guess um what would be really good is if we do it in chronological order. If we go back to when uh your uh, parents turned around and said, right, Greg, uh we're gonna sit you down at the table and you're probably thinking, Oh God, what have I done? Um and they say, Greg, we are gonna become foster carers. Uh how did that how did that all happen? And what were your first sort of initial thoughts at 16? <laughs>
1: yeah is to be fair, my mum used to work with um, disabled people and she was one of the people that used to do the rotors and she used to work really hard for a, for a company but she never used to really get much reward for it. She was never really at home um so actually when they first then came and said this is what we're looking to do I'm not gonna lie it was actually quite an exciting prospect um, we were all quite supportive. Obviously, I was older. I was 16, so I had aspirations of leaving home, not not being stuck, obviously, at home with everything that, that went on. So if anything, I felt initially I was going to be a bit more of a alongside. side. Um, it didn't turn out that way. But um, but yeah, I was. I was, it, was quite a, it was quite an intriguing prospect. And to be fair, all I can really remember is them sitting down saying, look, this is what we're thinking of doing we had luckily had the space to to make it happen um but no it, it was it was it was something to look forward to rather than a hindrance
0: that's really good because i think um <clears throat> we've i've spoken to you know we um for, this, for those of you who don't know who are listening we, we recently ran um a virtual uh, sons and daughters uh support group to kind of get a bit of an idea of across the board of, of kind of how people are feeling during lockdown and stuff like that, which um, we're now going to run every, every couple of months. And we've got the next one coming up uh, this month. And um, some of the things in there, it was very mixed bag, wasn't it? Some people saying, do um, you know what? I was like, well, why are you doing this now? Um, all the way through to others going, I'm just really excited about having a brother or sister to come and live with me. Um, yeah. So, but you're, like, like you said, like you're, um, you were looking forward to
1: it. Yeah. And, and that uh, meeting that we had, with the the other people as well mm. that opened my eyes up massively actually because when i first went into it i didn't realize that the scenarios that then were to behold when you have children there um happened to everybody else as well because i didn't actually know anybody that fosters um yeah. I, I still really don't around here
0: yeah, it's not something you kind of wear as like a badge on your t-shirt that says oh my parents are foster carers let's talk about yeah. how
1: difficult it is <laughs> yeah exactly and it's it's not really a a common thing so mm. it, it, in actual fact when they when my parents actually did first say they were fostering it it took a bit of explaining of what actually this meant because it's again it's i suppose it, it should just be you know what the word means but there was obviously a lot more to it that once they explained it, it was a bit more, like I said, of an, of an exciting prospect mm. than anything else. So, at, at the age of sort of sixteen, there's you know,
0: talk about a uh, an age of everything goes that goes on for you at sixteen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what was it like, kind of with your friends and stuff at first? You know, you saying like, oh, my parents are foster cares, or was it something you kind of kept yourself, or um, how did your friends kind of react?
1: Um, to be fair, I. It wasn't something I ever went around and said, Oh, guys, this is a new thing. My parents now foster and <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, it was nothing like that. But I suppose, yeah, when my friends came around, they they used to say, Oh, who who's that? Who's who's this person? Who's that person? And used to just I used to say it, but to be fair, they they were all just quite understanding, they go, oh that's if anything, everybody that I ever tell they say, Oh yeah, my parents foster, they go, Oh, well, that's a that's a really cool job. That, that's mm. that's quite intriguing. What and they want to know more about it. And I suppose it's because it's different.
0: Well, it is, isn't it? I mean, we were talking just before we started recording about um, when I came into sort of this line of work and actually understanding what it actually is. Um, And I think obviously now you've been a part of fostering for 10 years, which is a long time. Mm. And I guess the kind of what you've learned and and experienced in that time will always stick with you, won't it?
1: Oh, 100 percent. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Do you think it's, I mean, we'll come back to the questions that I've got written down in a minute, but do you think it's changed your view of the world
1: or not, or? It has actually massively, um, because when I, I, I remember the, the first um, person that we'd have, we'd have had come, I I struggled massively, actually, initially mm. when it first started, and it was mainly down to the fact that I was brought up a certain way, I was taught what right was, what wrong was and obviously by the time i got to 16 it was right okay you know the difference between what's right and what's wrong and it just seemed that um the person the first person that we had i was very surprised that the things that they did and i was thinking well why would you do that and then i'd see that they wouldn't get them punished the same as i did as a child um or, or told off and it was it was just very different and i i struggled with that initially because it was all just very new to me and saying okay why was I brought up this way and this person's doing it and being told something that's a bit different now um but it that again came to a point where I remember I sat down with my mum and dad and we we spoke about it and then my mum and dad went into about why these children might act a certain way and it was that realization that initially started it off that in actual fact, I was just very lucky to be in the situation that I'm in with my parents. So that that was the first eye opener I had, definitely. Because yeah. then it was once I'd got my head around the fact that actually it's 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 initially quite a sad thing that they're that they're in the situation that they're in. And they've just had a very unlucky start compared to what I had. Before. Yeah.
0: And do you think that it's changed? Like you know, you know, I don't think there's there's a right or a wrong answer, but how you, um, you know, say if you were to go on and have your own children um, and kind of parenting styles, do you think it has played any role in how you think you might approach
1: parenting? Um, I, I I would have to probably I would have to say yes because mm. I wouldn't really have thought about it beforehand. Mm. Whereas now, it's it's very much. I would say yeah, actually hundred percent. Because if when I was brought up, if I did something wrong, obviously my parents would probably hate me for saying this, but I used to get <laughs> shouted at. So it was it was very much of what are you playing at? Why are you doing this? Mm. Whereas it, there's actually different ways that, that it, it gets done now that work actually better than than the ways that I was brought up.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, That's really interesting. That's really up.
0: interesting, Greg. That's really interesting that you just said yeah. that.
1: Because you obviously it sound... noticed that. Sorry, Greg, I'm to you, sorry. Uh, no, I was just going to say, I make it sound like I was brought up in a really horrible way. I wasn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just to clarify to, yeah, to Greg's to clarify. parents. That's not what he's saying.
1: <laughs> but it, it was very eye-opening of, of yes, yeah, set ways to, like you say, help look after younger people.
0: Mm. Um, and so when... So we, we've talked about views. I will go back to I'll go back to my, my questions that I've got written down. I'll go off on a tangent. But um so we've talked about it. obviously your parents became carers, you've got your first young person coming to live with you. What about the first time that a placement ended and a young person moved on? What, what was that like growing up
1: with? Um, again, the the first time it happened, it was again it was different because you were you were suddenly used to this person always being around the house. Mm. That wasn't, it was like a small family bereavement, but uh, it was, it was a bit, it was a bit odd. But at the same time, there are obviously things, reasons why you think, right, okay, this is why this person has moved on. But it, it did, it felt, it did feel a bit, it did feel a bit weird, if I'm honest. And so how
0: old were you when the first young person left?
1: I must so, have been, I must have been 17, 18 Mm. so uh, the first placement did last for, for quite a while yeah um so I guess that's but, a good
0: thing isn't it because it allowed you to kind of kind of say so like be eased into things but you know I, I, that's probably the wrong way to, to favor, but, <laughs> but it, it's kind of um yeah you had time to build that relationship with the, with the person that was living with you
1: yes yeah um, you you do and there was a lot of there was a lot of things that it, it was it was very interesting to see the way that but when the person first came, um, he was very, it was all the things that I was brought up not to do that mm. that, this, that this child initially did. But it was very satisfying to watch him change. So as he was, obviously, we he was here longer, you'd see his personality begin to do different things. He was nicer to talk to. He would start. He wouldn't be doing as many as the negative things that you that he was doing initially, and if anything, he was more of a he was more of a friend.
0: And what was the age difference between you and you and him? A uh, year. Yeah. So he he was a year younger.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, yeah. He, I, he must have been a year younger. It, Do you, or, you think he saw he was well, at all? He might have. He might have, but the odd thing was as well. Like he obviously then made friends with socially with people around here, and obviously I knew those people as well. Mm. So it, it was very much at initially like the same level. He might, he might, he may have seen me as a role model, but he had a very big defiance to to adults. He didn't, mm-hmm. he didn't like being told what to do. So he saw me as a as a leveler. Of, yeah, like
0: a, like an ally. More. Yeah,
1: yeah. He'd tell me something that he wouldn't then go and tell somebody else.
0: Yeah and so and so at that age and if we're still talking about sixty 70, how, how did you cope with that what did you do when he's telling you stuff he's not going to tell other people
1: <laughs> um well, obviously it's that it's that aspect again isn't it if it's something where it should be something that's the side of worrying or something that could put somebody in danger or something like that then obviously you go and tell somebody um but no it, if anything it made me feel a bit more like okay yeah he's a nice guy he's he's, he's um What's the word? Not investing in me. What's the, the term he's infiding in me? Confiding. Confide, confiding. We go. Yeah, confiding, yeah, Confiding, yeah. we'll get there in the end. So, he, <laughs> so, so yeah, so he was confiding in me. So it was, it was very much the aspect of it. Again, I was glad that he felt confident enough to do that. And then it, it built a relationship up because like I said, I really liked the person as well. And then it was actually, that's why if when it then eventually ended uh, in a different way it was very sad because we watched him develop into a person that that we were all like this this person is actually a really good lad yeah
0: hmm. and i guess um and like you say there's one word that you used in there you said it was like a family bereavement yeah and that's um you must have gone through that quite a few times <laughs>
1: In total we have now. Yeah. But it, th- there's been a lot of ups and downs, mm. if I'm honest. But there's been a lot of ups, massive amount of ups. Um I remember we had um another placement where we had uh three little ones all together. They were all related. But and and they were literally a it was a delight, really. I yeah, it was those <laughs> they were they were the type that you I obviously I was the youngest sibling of five. Yeah so I'd never had any younger siblings no no brothers or sisters so all of but a sudden
0: you were the you were the big brother
1: yeah exactly <laughs> and i loved it to be fair it was it was one of those ones where they were obviously running around doing what they do and it that was a massive eye opener again because it was something completely different to the first placement that we'd had but everything about it was just so happy and it we i yeah, we literally liked them so much that if i if I was old enough at the time and in a stable situation, i'd have tried to have adopted them myself <laughs> because honestly it was it was one of those ones where i they they felt like a really good fit for the family,
0: yeah, oh well, dude, I've got two kids, and that's that's a handful enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a sweet thing to say. And and I think what comes across, and I'm sure those people listening will hopefully hear is you, your, your kindness in your voice when you're talking about those people that have come to live with you, because you've grown up from the age of 16 sharing your parents, which is something that the majority of people don't have to do. Mm. They don't have to share their parents with other, with, with other people. Did that ever, has it ever played affected you in any way? Or have you just been like, nope, I'm, I'm cool with it?
1: initially it was it was an initial problem if i'm completely honest and again it was purely down to the fact that i felt like i was treated differently growing up compared to how these people were treated but Mm. apart from that it was it was something that you just start to get used to um but now now it's definitely more of a we're more of a team if that makes sense as, so in you, as
0: in you, you and your parents?
1: Yeah. So so when I was younger, it would still have been, they'd have obviously come up with an idea, then have said, okay, yeah, this is what's going to happen. What yeah, do you yeah, think? Yeah. Whereas now, if there was a situation that happened, they'd say, oh, Greg, come here. Like, uh, what do you think about this? Yeah. So it, and it, it is more of a, that's probably because I'm older now as well, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But no, it's it. Yeah, we we're closer together because obviously we've experienced a lot more things as well. So Mm. when I was sixteen, that's usually an age where parents are saying, "Oh God, what's our child doing? Where is he? What's he out doing tonight?" Whereas there wasn't any of that because, like I said, at the same time there was a lot of stuff going on at home anyway. Yeah,
0: and I think that's the thing is that you know experiences and shared shared experiences always bring people together don't they so you know you, you know you go on holiday you come back you talk about it and you you know it brings you closer together as a family and i think through fostering yeah. you are constantly got things going on all the yeah. time, and so yeah. you're, const- you're constantly like right, what's going on here what's gonna how did you balance things like that with sort of your exams and everything did that play an impact on your exams do you
1: think at all or? um no no so so actually i think i was the oldest in my year mm-hmm. so i think when they started it i finished my exams already so okay. luckily luckily i didn't i didn't have any of that okay. but at, yeah it, at the same time it wasn't i, I wouldn't have said it would, it would have done anything academically initially um but i i suppose it could at the same time because it depends how hectic the the household is
0: <laughs> like, i think that's something for people to bear in mind isn't it based on you know if you've got your own children living at home when you decide to foster yeah. You know you've got to, I think that's why the obviously the assessment that goes on is so important that you know your family dynamics and what 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 stage is of uh, things that are going on in your family are, are things that you know are you about to sit your exams and actually if you are maybe fostering is the right time to start fostering as you're about to do that because you know the type of young people that you're going to hopefully foster are you know going to potentially fit into category a b and c but like you say i think you know nobody knows your family better than your family and yeah, you know your they your parents at that time obviously making the decision to foster when it was right, and obviously it worked, didn't it? So
1: yeah, well th- that was what was interesting about the team meeting that we had mm. before, because again when when I heard in uh, some of the other people in it say that they'd their parents had been fostering since a very young age, mm. that must have been a, a very different experience. Again, and when I thought about it like that, I thought well. Yeah, that's obviously a long time to grow up thinking that you have got other essentially they're like other siblings, aren't they? Yeah. As a as a looked after child. So um I yeah, for me, again, I'd already had all of that anyway. So I can't I wouldn't be able to speak for how no. they would have felt. Mm.
0: Yeah, and I think you know, not one story is ever the same, is it? You know, there might be similarities, but everyone's yeah. journey into fostering is so different. You know, we were talking about my journey into fostering and and how it's different to you know everyone else that works I think it's just I think I think that's the whole nice thing about having a long conversation about fostering because the people who will listen to this you know we might have people who uh, uh, know nothing about fostering and just you know stumble across it to our current carers to uh, people thinking about fostering to our staff to people who are the sons and daughters of carers and, and actually just you know I say like shooting the breeze or whatever, but just two people talking <laughs> about trying to find out actually. Because for me, I'm just you know my, my parents didn't foster, so I'm, I'm intrigued yeah. to know to know what that's that's like. And you know, we've it feels weird, Greg, because we've only met twice online, and yeah. it feels, I feel like I know you. Um, you, you seem <laughs> to have that way about you, and I think that those kids that have come to live with you have obviously very lucky to kind of benefit from having somebody like you around that's a compliment so don't get all embarrassed. <laughs> I, I can't see your face um so we talked a lot about kind of challenges but if you were to look across your I'm going to call it your fostering career but your parents fostering career because we always try to make that clear definition for people that yeah. sons and daughters of carers actually it is not your job you are not a foster carer your job is to be your parents child still or kid yeah you know what I mean. But yeah. if we you know, to cut through that, you know, if we were to look at your fostering career, so to speak, what was what's been your what's been your best moment? Or have you already mentioned it in the fact of all the little ones running around you, like the Pied Piper?
1: Yeah, well, it's in, in if I'm totally honest, it's different across all of them. Because each each one seems to have a different stage where you say, wow, like that was that was amazing. So that we've we've still got obviously a placement going at the moment, and it's been amazing watching these these children grow up and now they're doing really well in school. They're going on to different stages of their life. But it's, it's more, I get more of a kick out of, the, out of that thought of everybody in life wants to make an impact on somebody else's life. And a lot of these um, children that come here, I tend to feel that when you see them growing and learning new skills, doing different things, you, you are looking at it going, like, we're making an impact a positive impact on these children's lives. And when I then think about how unlucky of a start that they'd have had, like I, I can go on a massive tangent here, mind. Um, i watched it, a video. I, I watched a video the other day, Um, but this, the video was actually about, uh you might even have seen it on Facebook. It was about different ethnicities, right. but it could be exactly it, when I watched it, you could see it exactly the same as looked after children okay. so it was one where they a guy got all of them all of these children stand up in a line um and then he'd say to them uh who here had to um like take a step forward if you didn't have to like look look for your next meal mm. um take a step forward if you didn't have to um like if you if you had to go into a new year of school without new clothes or so, or something like that yeah. and then suddenly you saw a big difference starting on this line where the people that like myself where I was very lucky I'd have, I'd have been taking steps forward because I didn't have to look for a next meal I didn't have to, I had new school clothes going into a new year and things and then it was basically a race yeah um and then what they then say is to the people at the start they at the front they say okay now now turn around What's, what's the difference? And there isn't any difference between any of them. Mm. It's just the fact that these people have started a lot further ahead. Mm-hmm. And then they said, okay, now we're going to do a race to the end. So all this happened is you're all doing the same race, but these people at the front have just had a, a luckier start yeah. essentially. So if they then lined them all up, the people further back would obviously have a better chance of winning. Mm. So, it, it, obviously, yeah, massive tangent, but uh but that was something. When I then looked at it like that, I, I yeah, just that, feel that that does you can
0: completely lucky. relate that to um uh, you know sort of the f- fostering world, couldn't you? Yeah,
1: um,
0: and that doesn't mean that you know those people who have been lucky should feel like oh well, God, but it's actually well, what can I do now then to help other people? Yeah, um, yeah, and I think and I think that um you know when we when we have our groups, you know, our group, and we talked about people coming into fostering and and actually that initial reaction sometimes is well, well what about me like what am I what am I doing like am I yeah. you know I'm, I'm your child am I not enough you know that's something that I've heard before but actually once they then get into it it's like ah I get it I understand yeah. and and actually you've got you know you've got loving parents you've got a lovely house and you're able to help provide security and safety for, for those young people that come to live with you and, and I think have being the sons and son or daughter of foster carer you are that i think you know we said like an ally, an ally an ally um and you it adds another aspect into it doesn't it so actually you you might be the person that's a few steps ahead of them but actually what you can do is you can always reach backwards put your arm out and help them up exactly um you exactly. don't have to you don't have to turn your back and think that ah,
1: told you, i'm just going to finish the race anyway <laughs> yeah no exactly um, but with with that as well like when what you just mentioned then about some people that that do struggle with that i can still i can still see exactly how children that obviously if they like you said if they're sharing their parents it can be a struggle Mm -hmm. it isn't it isn't necessarily easy i was obviously i was just very lucky that i was older if i was if i was younger then it might be a bit of a different story but uh, again i was very lucky i had i'd already had my my childhood of doing sports and my parents taking me to all these different things so for me i was already obviously a bit a bit older but again it was it was interesting that when we were in that course as well that some of them just some of them were still saying that even though they were younger it still felt like a natural progression through life
0: yeah 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 and I I think I found it so interesting because and that's from somebody who's kind of not on the outside but somebody who you know like you said like you know you don't know um, other people really who foster Um, yeah and so and actually to make those connections with people it's like uh, ah, okay I'm not the only one then who has experienced this Um, because it's weird isn't it because if you were to you know as you're growing up and you you know if you start using terms like oh there's a social worker coming to our house to speak to my mum and dad or mm. um you know a, a placement has got to go and do this or we've got a placement or we've got a referral it's it's a language that people go well i don't i don't know what i don't know what you're talking about i it's not a conversation you can easily have using the terminology that's used within social work is it no people are like uh okay uh, do you want to just play fifa uh yeah <laughs> um, But actually what you're doing is you're supporting people who have gone through extremely challenging times and so you do need that extra layer of support uh, or Mm -hmm. somebody to kind of talk to to say ah okay um so we we've um we've looked at sort of you know your your best times um what about we've we've talked about some challenges as well but what would be your if you were to talk about challenge yeah let's talk about challenges so what would be some of your more challenging times you've experienced during your Austrian career as
1: i'm now determining it called <laughs> yeah yeah that's fine uh, i would say again it was it was more when you watch people do the things that you were brought up not to do mm-hmm. so um we did have a placement once that were that used to like to steal everything and it was just constant so then he, you he'd then come back he'd have a good patch and you think okay right things are things are going back to normal it's like and that happen again yeah and yeah. and to be fair it, from that point of view it, it gets annoying because you're going okay why why'd you keep doing it but then there was this one specific time that you then stole my stuff and then that was when it then changed because you're saying well look like now it's getting a bit like why why are you stealing my stuff now because I, yeah. I wasn't brought up that way like we, we, we've you've been told numerous times now don't do it and now you're still you've you've now gone one step further for, and done it again um that was a challenging time because obviously then when when it's your stuff that's that's taken I was then obviously straight to my parents why are we doing this like yeah this is uh, that was gonna, that was gonna be, be, be my question how,
0: how did you respond to that then
1: oh yeah yeah it, obviously I was still younger at the time and it was mm-hmm. It was very much yes. I I went straight down and was going, "Look, this is ridiculous. Why are we doing this? This is a this is a waste of time." Um, but again, it's because I didn't understand anything. But when it when it happens and it's all fresh, it's all it all feels that it's all just the here and now. This is this is why it's happened. But it, it's just it's just that annoying aspect of, and it, it was more the trust because then it was very much. You walk. You feel like you're treading on eggshells, thinking, "Oh God, what's going to happen next? What's going to go missing now?" Yeah. But, but then, yeah, it was my parents reacted in the way of just initially saying, "Obviously, it's not. It shouldn't have happened," and everything. And they, but they obviously can't help that once it's done. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, I was just very lucky that my parents then sat me down and. We could then have a conversation about it, where they're saying, "Look, this is this is the reason why this person does this," and it was it was only once I'd understood it all that it then became a bit easier. But yeah, that that was the main challenge in time because obviously it happened to me. It wasn't just watching him. Yeah, do it's it, very, to it becomes very personal. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I think there's 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 been one thing that you've constantly gone back to throughout this. And it's my parents sat me down and we spoke about this and they explained it to me, and yeah. I, it feels like your parents have managed the whole situation incredibly well. What would you say? I'm not going to embarrass. They know they, they're not here now. But what would you say to them about it all? Um,
1: as in about what about what they what they do? Yeah,
0: just in general, like you know, in fostering. You know, what would you say? Like you know, well done, mum and dad. <laughs>
1: Obviously you know I mean? obviously I'm I'm biased but uh but no no I I think they're brilliant. I think it's from from what they did. My dad was a just a my dad was a driving instructor. My mum's always been a they've always both been hard workers anyway. But no, whilst they've whilst they've been doing this, it's I don't know, something just family dynamic wise even feels like it's changed. But it's it's very much that they do a great job they they look after all of them they look after still they still look after me and and obviously the rest <laughs> of our family as well yeah. so it's but no i think they yeah they do a brilliant job they they just keep going they they don't ever really stop even on all of those times that that you could say I could have had these negative experiences i could tell you all of them but not at any point did no, they give the up
0: it.
1: no no it was all it was all head on straight away right this can get dealt with and I love that they've got the mentality as well, that they they just want it all to work all the time. Like it has to... We want to make everybody the best that they can be. Um, I'm getting a little bit emotional.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, so if you were talking... So, well, I've, I've got two more questions for you. Yeah. So if you were... Um, to if we were to talk to somebody whose parents are foster carers at the moment and they're, they're, they are they are you know it's easy for us to say well what would you do if you're having a good time well actually if you if you know if everything's fine you know it's fine isn't it but yeah if they if their carers if their parents are carers at the moment and they are struggling um based on your experiences what, what, i mean you're not going to know every situation but what, what would you kind of what would your kind of headline piece of advice be
1: talk to people mm. And the reason why is because if, if people know how you how you feel, they can do something about it. Um, I could very easily have just sat up in my room all the time and not not said anything. But it it helped to talk because then people would then say, Right, okay. And they'd be able to talk to me back and it might be something different. They've got social workers there as well. Um, like I say, social workers are there for for me as well as they are for my parents, as well as the, the children themselves so it's it will be a shock initially because it's different and that's and no, i know i i still don't really know i've never met anybody that likes change <laughs> <laughs> but um but it is a big change and when once you get past that initial change and it it becomes normal you then start to realize that you are helping a lot of people at the same time
0: I think, as well, um, just to kind of segue into the support group that we're running again, um, as I think, like you said, like to actually meet and talk to those other people from across the whole of Blue Sky actually just allows for that different perspective on things. And it was it was really great having you you giving up your time to be a part of our last one, because I think the way that you framed what your experiences were, you were the, you know, the longest serving son and son of a foster carer. Um, Sounds like I've been saying, you son of a (laughs) foster (laughs) care. But it is, and actually I think people were like, okay, like, you know, we we had some sort of, we had like 14, 15 year olds who were like, oh, you were the same age as me as, you know, almost the same age as me as, you know, when you started. And I think that really helps though. Yeah, it's talking to people and it's connecting with, you know, at Blue Sky, obviously, you know, you're slightly older, well, considerably older now. But for those people, anybody listening who is younger, um, when we, you know, when we can, and events are running, it's actually, if you can immerse yourself in, world of fostering and all the things that we put on for people you know we've had um, some uh, uh, daughter of foster carer complete her Duke of Edinburgh award with us um, and all these different things that if you can kind of immerse yourself you 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 feel more supported I think because you're like I am not the only one and I am a part of this broader sort of blue sky family Um, and that's kind of what we always sort of striving to kind of get to I think because sons and daughters of foster carers can make or break placements if you turn around to your parents and gone you know i'm not doing it they might they have gone well actually greg this is why we need to do it but you get to a point where if you drag your heels in the sand enough i'm sure a lot of parents will go okay do you know what we're going to do something else um but actually by being informed by being um understanding and actually like you've been greg and being able to get alongside people you can you can you can play a part in changing people's lives and i think that's you know to be able to sit back and recognize that from the young people that you've had live with you. I hope one day you know you can fully appreciate the work that you have done. Um, what would you say then to anybody who might be listening who's whose parents are thinking about fostering? Um, what would you say to them? You know, what would you say to them to do before their parents become carers? Um anything, you know, um, make sure you get this, make sure you do this or
1: um think about this. Yeah, I would just say I would say make sure that everybody's on the same page before you do it. Because if if I suppose if I wasn't involved in the initial process, then I might have had more of a problem when it started because it would be look this I didn't want any part to put any part of this. So yeah. why is this happening? Why is this person suddenly invading my space? Um, but yeah, I, like I said, I was lucky that they spoke to me. I would say if it was and just make sure that you're in a right place to do it as well. But I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm obviously I I didn't start, so I uh, I was just a tag along at the start. So I wouldn't have any any renowned advice to to give anybody on that bit.
0: But I think like you say, it's um it's being open with your parents and saying, Do you know what? Actually at the moment, this is what's actually going on for me. Yeah. And you know, any good parent puts their puts their children first and but also to a point where they say, actually, do you know what, Craig, let's do this to support you or or whatever, so that everyone's in the right place. Because it's not just your parents that foster, is it? Ultimately, it's it's all of you in some yeah. way.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I and not at any point have we felt like we're just by ourselves. Mm. Obviously, we get social workers still come. We there's blue sky meetings that my parents are always on, and it's yeah, we it, we definitely there's definitely a support network out there. And what you said earlier about that that group that we were in, um, and you said that. Obviously, some of them would have appreciated the stories that I that I gave. Again, it was the flip reverse as well. Because I obviously I, I don't know anybody else that does foster. Whenever we go to blue sky events, you you tend to just stick with the people that you went with. Yeah. So I'd never physically had a conversation with any of those people before. Yeah. And to actually hear that other people have had similar stories, it makes you realize that look, it is we have all been going through the same thing. Or something might have happened where you go, okay, yeah, that's something similar has happened to me. But you you tend to then have something in common, so then you've got something then to talk about, and there's just more people that because you have that support network, if you have a problem or anything, you've still got people that you can talk to. Yeah,
0: more places to turn, more more people to more, more people to kind of consult.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on, a yeah way, exactly. on a way forward. Yeah, and I think
0: I think for me as well, I I, I find it interesting doing groups like that because it's a different perspective because sometimes people are uh, you know young people might think you know what this is my parents career and I need to watch what I say and I you know if I am struggling I might think well I might not say anything but actually the honesty within the groups it's really important because nobody's going to come to something like that and turn around and go well those their parents shouldn't be fostering anymore Um, it's more like actually do you know what that's really interesting and actually some parents might not have heard the perspective that they've put on things. Do you know what I mean? And actually I think it's important that that we help have those conversations with people. There was actually one of the one of the um one of the people in the group um her parents was listening were listening weren't they and she was like yeah Dad, can you yeah. like go away like this is my group and that's <laughs> exactly that you know and i was really proud to think actually do you know what yeah like it, it's it's our group you know this is our safe space to to talk about what it is and then and then you know we can talk about it with 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 parents afterwards and share any concerns and but also sharing those positives to say do you know what your 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 son or your daughter is um is incredibly proud of what it is that you're doing as a foster carer and you should recognize that you've done a good job of doing a lot of juggling um yeah. and also i think it shows as well it doesn't matter how old you are you're still a part of that fostering family you know you're 25 whether you're 25 35 and your parents are fostering you know you you play a role in some way and um yeah i think people need to appreciate that more so yeah well done, yeah no I,
1: no I no i no t- i totally agree but um but with that as well with what you were saying with the group you, obviously there's points that people make so it's like you said about improvements as well obviously i know we spoke in the group if just going back to when you said if, if when people start it it is about that understanding because i that was the, the biggest thing for me is i didn't know what to expect mm. and then obviously it just happened and then it was like oh god this is all this is all started now but is yeah once you get past that it's it's brilliant and, it, and that group helped helped with that as well
0: yeah Cool. Well, on that note, Greg, um, I would just like to say a massive thank you for um, making sure that you're back from work on time uh, and um, only <laughs> <Really early>. just <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, skipping dinner um, to be able to sort. us. Yeah. I know I know that um, I know that anybody who hopefully listens to this will will, will appreciate that. I certainly do. Um, yeah, uh, you know, bef- before we go, just to you know, anybody who's listening, um, obviously. Uh, anyone who's listening who's part of blue sky um you'll all have been sent invites for our next group um to book onto so make sure you book onto that we've got two two groups running and we've got a slightly younger one and then an older one so that we can talk about more age appropriate stuff um because i think that's really important as well that people are given the opportunity to talk about things in a way that works for them um so make sure you book onto that um once again greg um thank you for giving up your time enjoy your dinner and um i hope i hopefully i'll catch up with you soon
1: thank you for having me
0: yes thank you mate